Hello, welcome, welcome new, old, welcome everyone to what I'm calling season two of This Is Ours podcast. I am your lovely host, Omaina. Yes, I call myself lovely. And this is my podcast where our motto is to be unapologetically intentional. If you are new, a special welcome. For those of you who have been, for those folks who've been with me for a while, thank you and welcome back. Sorry, I have been MIA. After a very, 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 very long but quick summer, I needed like a month to like recuperate. I honestly just needed to do absolutely nothing. But then after a week of doing nothing, I was like, um, I need to work because boredom, money, etc., etc. Anyways, at some point, I will do an episode on this summer, what I learned, how it went, the good, the bad, the ugly, etc. But today is not that day. I just want to do a shout out to all my friends who did not abandon me this summer, even though I have literally been the worst at texting and picking up the phone. I promise to do better. Don't leave me. I love you. And I want to dedicate this episode to all my friends and family who support every, who support me every day, regardless of um, if they are right here with me physically or not. Their support is what allows me to push through any obstacle that is placed in front of me. So, some updates on my life. As I said, it's been a very, very long but quick summer. A lot has happened, but at the same time, I feel like nothing really happened. For number one, I have been off social media, which includes Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat for like five weeks. And it's a big thing for me. Um, I mean, I've just increased my use of Facebook and did think of deleting it as well. But I was like, nah, I kind of get news from there. But yeah, I've been off these past these platforms for the past five weeks and honestly I would love to lie and say I did it because of something deep like I was trying to you know be away from the pressures of the world or whatever but honestly it was just because I had not and to be honest I still have not watched the season finale of Love Island and I don't want anyone to ruin it for me and then so I was like yeah I'm deleting it because I'd done it for like Game of Thrones before and I would just like get them back when I had watched it so nobody spoiled it but then it had been like two weeks and I was like okay kind of want to see how long I can go with this so here we are I think we're on like week six it's interesting because I've done like fun things since then like going to the beach or cooking or baking something new like things that I would usually post online but I find I just enjoy the moment I take pictures for myself and keep it pushing so I'm like, so it's like September 6th. I think I've been off since like the last week of July, maybe. And um, I'm like, okay, maybe if I can, I'm trying to see, maybe it's till like my birthday, which is like October 27th. But you know, this is a journey. We'll keep it moving. Let's see what happens. I even tried to log into the, my Instagram, not even like my personal Instagram, but like the Instagram for the podcast. And it's not letting me log in. That's how long I've been away. And now it's like the email is wrong. It's just like a whole thing to even get it back. So I'm like, you see, this is why I don't have it. Oh. Anyways, hopefully by the time I've uploaded this, I have figured out how to get my Instagram back. So pray for me. Um, But I guess if, if you do see this on Instagram, then it worked. So yeah. Number two, I finished my practicum slash internship slash placement whatever you want to call it four months was a long time i loved it though and hopefully at some point i'll be able to do an episode on it um for those who are new and just i guess like a reminder i guess i um 
am doing my master's in social work um, at the University of British Columbia and I just started my second year actually and I was working so we have to do two practicums for the program I was working over the summer at a recovery house for women in addiction and um, as I said like it was literally like the best like one of the best four months of my life and hopefully I'll do an episode about it um, in the coming months um, the third one, which I just said, I've started back up at school and I'm pretty much meh about it, but we'll see how it goes. I was, I don't know. I'm a, like, I think I'm like a professional student at this point. So like school is, you know, school is school, but I like learning. So we'll see how it goes. I had a class this morning and I really like the prof. So she seems really nice. So we'll see how it goes. I'll keep you guys posted. Um, and yeah, I'm trying to get my life together. Like my skincare, workout, finances, etc. It's a process, but you know, there is God. And I guess last kind of update, I've also like I've recently gotten into actually listening to more podcasts, which has been nice. Um and I got like a slight inspiration from one of them. Um it's called I Said What I Said. And it's just, so I've been listening, so the two podcasts I've been listening to recently are Nigerian podcasts. And shout out to my friend Ronke for recommending them. And they kind of make me feel like I'm home almost. Because like, so I live in Kona and for those who don't know, it's a pretty white city. Um, So I find I'm always like grasping for like, like, parts of home so like I, I I like to like look for Nollywood movies online to watch or I cook something like Nigerian or whatever and so this has been nice to like kind of like keeps you grounded um but basically the inspiration was I'm going to try and do this thing where at the beginning of every episode I'm going to list a few things I've learned from whatever show I'm watching that week and trust me I'm always watching something um so right now I'm watching Chicago Fire and I guess we can start this maybe this episode so one thing i'll just do one thing i've learned from chicago fire um it's just the importance of family and not even necessarily the family you're born into but the family that you create for yourself i'm really lucky and so blessed to have friends um from over the years high school even primary school and like uni and now in like grad school that I, I, I can say a uh, part of the family I'm building for myself. So I think that's the one thing that I've really taken out of Chicago Fire. Because honestly, I'm a big believer that, believer that you can learn a lot from TVs and movies. I don't really, like, I feel like if I'm going to spend my time watching something or listening to something, I'm going to take something out of it. Um, So, yeah. So today, this week's episode is titled, I Am Not My Hair. And we're going to be talking about self-love. I chose this topic for a multitude of reasons. And I actually recorded something about maybe three weeks ago. um, When I was originally supposed to upload. But then at the time, there was just way too much going on. And I felt like I was just recording and putting it up. Or potentially putting it up just because that was what the timeline said. And I was like, no, I don't have to do this. Like, I'm going to record it when I'm ready. I don't want to just release content just because. Um, so, are you ready? I have a sense it's going to be kind of a long one. Just have that, like, feeling. Um, and I also think there might be a part two at some point. Because, honestly, I feel like self-love is just one of those things that, like, 
it's trending now and like everybody like if you google self-love people are giving you all the tips to self-love but i feel like for me and i'm going to talk about this going on it's just it's a journey and i've it's like a journey of who i was who i am and who i'm going to be um so it's not something that you can just talk like any of i think like any of the topics i've talked about on this podcast is not something you can really just like bang out in like 30 minutes and be like yep i've done it justice bye um but yeah so are you ready okay tangent but not really i was this is not really related but anyways i was watching the descendants the other day I will premise this by saying I'm a Disney kid. I grew up watching Disney until today I'm just a fan. But back to the descendants. For anyone who's not aware, it follows the children of a lot of the original Disney characters, both villains and heroes, but it mainly it mainly focuses on the villains. I bring this up because I was watching Cameron Boyce, may God rest his soul, and I mean I grew up watching him and it was insane to watch him dance and sing and act and just think that he's just no longer here. Um for those who don't know um, Cameron Boyce is a Disney actor and he passed away I think two months ago now um, from complications due to his epilepsy and it really makes you stop to think about everything about how lucky each and every one of us is to wake up every day and go about our lives and it makes me aspire to be more intentional and more grateful for everything in my life inclu- including the quote-unquote horrible things so self-love back to the original topic It's interesting because during the first weeks of this podcast, I asked what topic you wanted to talk about. One of my friends who I actually have not spoken to in years messaged me and asked if I would talk about self-love. And I was like, yes, 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 thank you, thank you, of course I will. But I guess in my mind I was like, I can't talk about this. One, it's such a huge topic. And two, I don't know if I know enough about it. I still don't even think, like, I know enough about it. But here we go. Why this title? In high school, we were mandated to cut our hair. I went to high school in Nigeria. And we did, at least for the first three years. And then we were suddenly allowed to grow our hair out. And I've never been one to have long hair. But growing up, that never seemed to be a problem until it was time to grow out our hair in secondary school. And the hair was just not coming at the same rate as everyone else. Long story short, I was insecure about my hair for the longest time. And the insecurity was fueled a lot by other people's comments and such. I spent years, and and honestly, that was just one of the many, many insecurities that I've had, and to some extent, I still have, and I spent years and years feeding my own insecurities, with comparison being the silent devil. So you can imagine my own surprise when years later, I will then voluntarily cut my hair. So why do I raise this story? I think it really speaks to the journey of self-love that we as individuals embark on, the highs and the lows throughout our lifespan. I have said a lot over the past few months on this podcast um, how much I have changed over the past year. And it's really crazy because by the time this episode drops, it will be a year and some change since I moved to another country where I knew no one, which is crazy for me. I just can't believe it. But at the same time, I kind of can because, again, I feel like the person I was last year and the woman I am right now, I don't want to say we're like strangers, um, but like maybe very distant cousins. Like, you know those cousins that you see like once every like maybe five to ten years because like there's a family wedding? Yeah. And I can't even begin to tell you all the ways because I'm not sure I know all the ways, but I'm sure as you continue to listen, which hopefully you will, I shall, like you shall, like you can get 
I'll re reference him like multiple times. And the reason why I say we're not strangers is because there's still so many parts of me that have carried me through this year and still continue to be part of me who I am now and who I'm hoping to be. So basically, I just have like some thoughts of what self-love is for me. Hopefully, you've gotten to this point and are like, yes, Omana, keep going. I'm interested. Get on it. So, self-love for me is about recognizing that although I want to be everything, a good daughter, a good friend, a good sister, a good roommate, sometimes I just can't be all of that at the same time. For whatever reason, not to say that I do not strive to be all those things, but I think for me, I start to feel selfish when I don't pick up the phone call or reply immediately when at that point I literally have nothing left to give. I feel sometimes I'm literally running on empty, on reserve, and hoping that everyone else can see that, and then I won't feel as guilty when I'm not all these things. But I've had to recognize that it is my responsibility to, one, communicate this, and two, not to beat myself off, not to beat myself up when I'm not, when I'm just in need of refueling. It is about recognizing that I am worth it. No matter what, I need to start taking responsibility for my reactions towards life. Life sucks. And this is not anybody's responsibility but mine to figure out how I am going to deal with it. In any case, I deal with these situations with the knowledge that I am worth all the good things that life has to offer and the world has to offer. But then I also, even in the bad times, still have that mentality almost. Like I strive to also still have the mentality that I'm worth it because I feel like for me, that's what gets me through those hard times is the understanding that although it might be hard now, I'm worth all the good things that are going to come my way. It is about recognizing the walls that I have subconsciously and consciously built. My fear of the unknown. My roommate made a joke one day that I need to turn down my defenses and allow the soldiers around my heart to lay down their swords. And I laughed at first until I realized how true it is. I almost feel like I live my life on high alert, just waiting for the next bad thing to happen. And I think this ties in a bit to my previous point of being worth it. My insecurities and every other every other of my lived experiences have helped me build a wall that I am almost unable to process good things in my life without waiting for the other shoe to drop. Self-love for me is recognizing that I need to stop sleepwalking through my life, which I find myself doing way too often. When life gets too busy or it just seems like everything is going on all at the same time, I find that my default is almost to turn into this robot that just goes through the motions. I'm trying very, very hard to remain in the present regardless of what seems to be happening, regardless of how my life seems to be going. I can only deal with what is right in front of me. That is all I can control. This is a big thing for me and not to say that I'm perfect at it because trust me, I still worry, but I find that I have to be intentional about it. I'm sure any of my friends from high school or uni might laugh at this point because I was a warrior with like a capital W. But again, not to say that I don't worry because I feel like as human beings, there's always something to worry about. But I think for me, it's about finding that balance between, you know, because I think we worry because we care to a certain extent, but also we worry because we're allowing fear to drive us. So I think it's finding that balance again between being able to care about where I'm going, but also being able to remain present so that I'm not becoming that worrier. Because once you start to worry, you start to do things out of fear. And I'm, I think I'm just, I'm just over allowing fear rule my life and how I decide what I do.
For me, self-love is about recognizing that this facade of perfection that I attempt to uphold really is a ball of rubbish. It's almost like I've been living this life of fake it till you make it, trying to uphold this image of perfection like everything is alright even when it is not. And I think this ties into my innate hatred for asking for help. Literally, I think it is like my worst thing ever. I hate it, and I understand hate is a strong word, but I really do hate asking for help. I think it has a lot to do with the vulnerability that comes with it. It's like now somebody has this control over you, and I'm not someone that likes to relinquish control. I have pride in the fact that I'm able to complete things by myself without leaving the control of my future in another person's hands. I think it also... It's also the possibility of seeming like a burden that I find uncomfortable. I was watching The Daily Show the other day with Trevor Noah and Jada Pinkett Smith said something when referring to her marriage with Will. The perfection is within the imperfections. And I thought that that was just beautiful. It's been really hard for me and trust me, I still don't like asking for help, but I feel like I'm getting better at it. And I think it comes with just realizing that, you again, you're worth it. Like, I'm worth the help that somebody is willing to give to me. Again, you don't want to be a burden. So I feel like for a lot of these things, it's about finding the balance. And I, I feel like I say balance a lot on this podcast. But really and truly, I've, I've really been reflecting on the importance of balance in anything you do in life. And I think self-love is one of those things. We all need something to believe in. I think for me, aside from God and, you know, my family and friends, the one thing I'm striving to believe in the most is myself. Again, it's this idea that I'm worth it. I'm worth the good things in life if I work hard for it. It's about giving myself permission to see what the day brings and accepting it. So instead of just waiting for the other shoe to drop, I'm really trying very hard to believe in the fact that I'm worth good things happening to me. And I don't have to almost hold my breath waiting for the other shoe to drop and because what happens is then you just again you sleepwalk through your life and you don't really go through life with the intentionality that I'm striving to go through life with. I've grown so much and I'm learning to love the new me but I find I also have to learn learn to love the old me as well. I think for the longest time I almost tried to hide and push down the old me the moody me, the insecure me, the insert whatever here. But I'm so grateful I've been able to start some healing work that has allowed me to confront the need to love on my inner child. I've spoken a bit on this channel about how I get into these quote-unquote episodes and I have for at least a decade now, if not more. I'm happy to say that I've not had many in the past few months and this is another topic that deserves its own episode just to delve into it a bit I guess. This summer I was able to do some feelings work with an individual that I respect very much and during the first session she asked me about what I wanted to talk about and I told her I told her about these episodes and how I have lived my whole life thinking I was broken the belief that was reinforced by everyone around me, family and friends included, whether consciously or subconsciously. I lived with the thought that there was something irrevocably wrong with me. I remember one day I came back from high school. I was having one of my episodes and I will never forget what my dad told me. I guess I was frustrated because 
I guess he was frustrated because he turned to me and said something along the lines of, if you were just going to come back home and behave like this, you should have just stayed in school. (laughs) Again, this topic deserves an episode on its own, but I can say that I never forgot that because it just reinforced the belief that I had that there was something wrong with me. My mom, my brother and I went to Rome a few years ago and it was a good trip. But again, I remember having an episode and both of them just kind of being fed up with me. And honestly, I would have been fed up with me too. There's so many examples of when I was fed up with myself just as much as the people around me. Because I wanted to be okay. I didn't want to feel the way I felt, but I did. But I find that for the longest time, it was almost like I did not want to think back to those times because I almost hated who I was. Or maybe hate is a strong word. I was, I had a, a a dislike for who I was. I'm so grateful for the experience I've had to have the feelings work because not that I'm completely over it per se, but I'm now able to give myself permission to go back to those times and love on that little girl I was. Because the truth of the matter is regardless of anything, she's a part of who I am today. And by shining her, I was shining a part of myself. I think ultimately for me it's about giving myself permission to let go of the idea that I am and was broken and embrace myself with love and acceptance. When you have been conditioned for so long to think there is something wrong with you, it is so easy to rest in that and embody that. It took me so long, such a long time to realize that maybe there was something wrong with me and maybe there is something wrong with me. But there's nothing wrong with that. I can get help. I can get better. And I think for a long time, it was almost like I was hopeless and I was just allowing this thing to embody me because for me, there was something wrong with me and I was just broken and there was nothing that could be done to fix it. But when you think about it, if you have a broken, if something breaks in your house, you don't just say, okay, it's broken, whatever. You try and fix it, right? So I think that's kind of like where I'm going with this. Um, And I think a lot of, a lot of the work I've been doing over the past year, but most especially like over the past four months has just been in me realizing that in order to be in a profession like social work where I help people, I really have to take a deeper look into who I am and heal myself. Um, because it was interesting, I would find that I would be sitting in class with clients and with um, my field instructor and she would be facilitating a class and she would ask everyone to do an activity either on their parents or on themselves or whatever and it was almost like I was scared to do it and at first I thought okay I I just won't do it because I'm not a client and then after a while I was like okay maybe I should get involved but it was almost like I was scared to do it because a part of me didn't want to go back to that broken little girl because for me I thought I was so much more than what she was but again, it's this idea that she's a part of who I am today. So by shining her, I'm shining a part of myself. And that only I'm only doing a disservice to myself. So I was on YouTube the other day. I was watching a performance by Jessie J. And she was talking about how she wrote the, when she wrote the song, Who You Are, she was in one of her darkest times, one of her darkest places. But then she goes to say that it probably wasn't her darkest time because she... That it probably was not her darkest time, but because she wasn't able to accept it, deal with it, and move on, it felt like it. And I think that speaks a lot to my own experiences. I wasn't able to accept it, accept that maybe I needed help and that I was not, in fact, broken. And even if I was broken, I was just broken in need of help. By the end of the performance, she says that life is a waste of time if you're anything but true to who you are. 
and it really spoke to me and I feel like I was like getting teary-eyed in bed at like 11 p.m because I find that now it's almost like I'm opening wounds in myself which seems a bit counterintuitive but I feel like sometimes you have to like dig in deep and open them up so that you can allow them heal because the alternative is just pushing them deep down and again life is a waste of time if you're being anything but true to who you are and I feel like unearthing those wounds and healing from them and not shunning away that part of yourself helps you to truly and authentically be who you are for me self-love is about recognizing that I have to be kind to myself by embracing myself I can see I can then see the change instead of trying to be this idea of what I think I should be, who I think I'm supposed to be. I think I needed to be removed from that idea completely to fully start to love myself. I was watching a video on Facebook the other day and it was Munabi Mazari, popularly known as the Iron Lady of Pakistan. And just a brief story, she got into a horrible car accident a number of years ago and is now um, in a wheelchair But she was also in a horrible relationship, a very um, traumatic and abusive relationship at the time. And now she's a motivational speaker and she knows she she does a lot of work around like, you know, self-love, etc. And I haven't really done a deep dive on who she is, but she said something in the video that really stuck to me. They say failure should not be an option, but it should be. She goes on to say that we are expecting easy from life, never fully realizing that life itself is a trial. And I really resonate with that. And I think that reflecting on my life with this mindset has allowed me to forgive my younger self for all the things I was punishing her for because ultimately I was punishing myself. And again, I think for the longest time, I was punishing this girl for who she was and what she was doing. And again, ultimately, I was punishing myself. And it's taken a lot of reflecting. And again... I'm like, I'm going to keep saying, I'm not saying I'm at that point where I love myself completely. I still have insecurities and comparison is still the silent devil. But honestly, who I am now at 22 and who I was when I was 15, 17, 19, or even last year when I was 21, I think, honestly, I can say for myself, I'm so proud of myself. And I'm so proud of that little girl for who she is now. Because she took life and everything that w- seemed to be wrong with her, and she turned it into, she turned it into something good, and she she's she's doing she's doing amazing things. I guess I'm doing amazing. I don't know, but I hope you follow where I'm going with this. But also in that line of thought, it's about giving myself permission to make mistakes and learn from those mistakes. I touched on this a bit in the episode on growing pains, and if you haven't listened to it, maybe after this you'll go listen to it. This past summer was a bit rough for me, I can't even lie. It was both one of the best times and I think not one of the worst times because there's been worse times, um, but one of the most challenging times for me. Um, The beginning was especially rough and especially challenging. I was going between jobs, not too financially secure, I can't lie. And it was because of decisions I had made concerning what kind of job I thought I wanted to work. And in retrospect, I know the mistakes I made and for a few months this summer, um, I beat myself up so much for the decisions I made and the mistakes, quote unquote, I thought I made, thinking that if I had just made different choices, then I wouldn't have been as, as stable as I was, then I would have been able to do this. I would have if, if, then, if, then, if, then. 
And of course, it's discussions about money, right? So I was just beating myself up big time. But I find that I have to give myself permission to make mistakes because that's just how life is. I know now that I needed to go through those experiences as crappy as they were to be on the other side and to know the things I know now. I have a better understanding of myself in some ways that I would not have had had it not been for those experiences. And as I said in the episode, there's a kilo, money comes, money goes. It seems very cliche, but it's one of the hardest truths of life. And it's one of the hardest truths I'm learning right now. I guess for me, it's about remaining in the present without the weight of the past or the worry of my future. And honestly, honestly, it's not easy. I honestly have not even mastered or even scratched the surface of what it means to remain in the present without the weight of the past or the worry of my future. One of my mentors um, talks about how you must remain curious in life, always, no matter what. And it has really changed the way I view things. Simple and trivial example. I'm a picky eater, but I like food. I like what I like and I don't what I don't. I I like what I like and I don't like what I don't like. I like to cook, but I cook what I like. However, over the past year, even before I met this mentor, I find that I made a subconscious decision to be curious in willing to try new things. And honestly, it's been a life-changing experience. I can't even lie. And again, it's such a simple and trivial example, but I feel like I'm able to super, almost superimpose that same mindset in all the areas of my life right now. I think it's so easy to go into life with predisposed, predisposed beliefs and assumptions about things. And I mean, assumptions really and truly a lot of times are about survival. Um, And obviously, I know that being able to be curious in life also is a privilege in and of its own. But I find that if if you will touch a privilege, you'll be doing... And I think I touched on this a bit in the privilege episode, but it's almost like you have a responsibility if you have that privilege to use it. So with my privilege of curiosity, I'm taking it and I'm wielding it in all aspects of my life. So I'll let you know how that's going. I was having a conversation with two of my really close friends the other day that I haven't spoken to them for that long in a while. And afterwards, I was really reflecting on it. First of all, I really needed it. So shout out to them if they're listening. I pride myself on being this new Omina, whatever that means, quote unquote. But I find that in that conversation, while reflecting back, (laughs) there exists this duality between old Omina and new Omina. And it seems to be something I'm fighting. I find it's almost like I'm embarrassed of the person I used to be. And I think I touched on this a few minutes ago. It's almost like I, I have, I, I have slash had this disdain of the girl I used to be. Both like when I was like in high school and even the girl I used to be a year ago, two years ago. Which I know is total bull, but I guess this goes back to the idea of being kind to your former self. I said it in season one quote-unquote I guess the first phase of this podcast and it's almost become my little saying that I hold really close you do the best you can with what you have and end up where you were supposed to anyway I had to be that person and make those decisions and choices to get to where I am so I'm grateful for all the minor for leading me to new minor and I also realized that I can be these two people simultaneously they are not and never will be mutually exclusive Someone once told me that we live as a multiplicity and it really stuck with me. There are various versions of ourselves that come out in various situations with various people. The person who I am to my mom and the person who I am to my little brother is different from the person who I am to my friends in uni and the person who I am to my friends in college and the 
and in high school and the person who, who I am to my friends in grad school. And I think it's so easy to think again that life is this black and white thing. I'm one person and one thing alone. But when you really delve into it and really reflect in it, you do really realize there's a multiplicity in everything around us. The world isn't black and white because it's just different shades of grey. And if there's a multiplicity in the world, I feel like it's it it almost makes common sense that there would be a multiplicity in ourselves as well. Last thought. I was reading a Wattpad book the other day. For those who know what it is, what's up? Anyway, <laughs> there was a line that read, people are never really satisfied with the lives they have. And I thought that was so profound because it's so true. You always want something else. There's always something else you're looking for. Comparison really is the silent devil. And although, again, it's a balance because I can look at somebody else and be motivated by what they have, but then I can also look at someone else and be fueled by envy and jealousy. So again, like everything else in life is about the balance, right? Because really and truly, people are never satisfied with the lives they want. They always want something more. But it could be a positive or a negative thing. And I guess it's an individual thing to reflect on that and realize what are you fueled by? Are you fueled by the jealousy of comparing yourself to someone else? Or are you motivated by what that other person has? Ultimately, for me, self-love is loving myself in spite of and not just because. It is a journey of acceptance and love. So that's kind of how I'm feeling right now in regards to self-love. Hopefully you stay tuned till the end and if you did I'm thank you so much. Some housekeeping things. Due to my schedule changing with school, work and whatnot, we are changing the day of uploading from every other Saturday to Sunday. My hope is to remain consistent regardless of life. So pray for your girl. So and another thing, I kinda touched back to this at the beginning, but I said what I said. OMG, I love this podcast. It is so relatable. Um so yeah, this is kinda where I'm I'm at. It's the first week of school, so I have so much reading to do that I really don't want to do because all I actually want to do is just be in bed watching Shadow the Fire. But you gotta do what you gotta do. So, for the next two weeks, please do not forget to be unapologetically intentional. I love you and have a wonderful, wonderful two weeks. Mm-hmm.